Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, this is Ian Lee. Thank you so much for downloading Ian Lee's Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast. Do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. And also go to my YouTube channel and look for the Random Access Memories there. Again, it's youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Thanks for downloading. Shelley Blonde. Hello. It's so lovely. We have we've never met before. We talk a lot on on Twitter. You've yes. been so supportive of me through the years. Well, but we've never met before, have we? We haven't. No, no, no. But uh, it's lovely lovely to see your face now and lovely to get a chance to chat to you. Um I have got booth envy for the for the right i'm going to kind of tease out a little bit booth uh, i want to tease out a little bit your connection to video games because okay. we'll, we'll get there in a second but right. you are an act you are an actress you are um, a writer an author you're also a voiceover artist yes and you have got your own sound booth i do mine under the stairs where right. if a cat you are? Well, I'm under the stairs, yeah. yeah. Um, and if a cat walks by or Amazon knock on the door, I'm scuppered. You've got your own booth. I've got my own booth that my husband built a week before COVID. He said, hold on a minute. I think this is going to, this is, we're all going to shut down and you're not going to be able to go to a studio to work. And uh, I'm going to build you a booth. And he he took a little tiny cupboard in the attic, which usually has our uh, suitcases and fans and things like that. Yeah. Took everything out, put soundproofing everywhere, microphone. He he, you know, taught himself how to do it all, how to wire it all up, and wow. how to connect to source connect and things. And I've been working here since since the very first day of lockdown, and it is amazing. I too have to stop if the doorbell rings or if a truck's okay. reversing, but it, but it, the sound is is fantastic. Yeah, and it that's saved amazing. my butt. Yeah, uh, yeah, I bet, I bet it did. How was? Um, gosh, doesn't it seem a long time ago? It but, does. but actually, it wasn't. How how was the whole lockdown vibe for you? Do you know? For me, it was 
terrific because my husband is rarely home so he he works nights he's he has he works in a restaurant he has a restaurant and um for for, for myself and the kids it was amazing because the restaurant yeah. was shut and he was home and that was a magnificent time and of course my work thankfully continued to come in yeah. because of because of the booth um so I could work from home and be with the kids and you know apart from the whole, whole um homeschooling thing which is a bit of a nightmare uh it was it was good for me because my husband was home you know may i and if, if i ask anything that's inappropriate tell me to jog on can i ask how old your kids are uh yes aaron is 14 just 14 right. and luli is 12 yes oh okay similar ages my boys turn 12 and 14 in january so very similar yes. ages yes and um i don't live with them or their mum. so yes. during lockdown it was it was kind of good because it meant we were allowed out of the house mm. to go and collect the kids exactly. and we could see people and stuff. Um, and we were really lucky. The boys' schools were so good at the homeschooling about oh. having lessons on Zoom. Yeah. And the first the first few weeks, I thought, geez, and you know, I had to kind of sit with them and, and go through stuff with them. But then once I got into it, I thought, oh my god, this is. This is a unique opportunity for me to spend some time with my kids that I would. And it, yeah, it's hard work because I was, I was doing shows in the evening and, you know, would, would go to bed at one o'clock and yeah. was up early for the school. Yeah. But it was a unique opportunity to sit in the kitchen with my, um, gosh, he would have been nine. Nine then, yes. Yeah, nine-year-old boy doing yes. going through maths and stuff, doing gosh. PE with him on, on Zoom with his teachers on Zoom. That, that's the it bit I pretty, loved. Zoom, yeah. uh, the the the, uh, the PE was terrific. We, that was brilliant. But my God, that I hated every minute. I, I right. think COVID didn't stress me out half as much as getting the homework in on time. Or yeah. look, you saw me setting up with you. I'm I'm, I'm a technophobe. Setting up tough. the Zoom with the teachers. Yeah, no, uh, my blood pressure went through the roof, and I was so uh, happy my, to send them back. My boys had too much work, and I would say to them. Guys, I think. Come on, you're done. Let's go. Yeah. And, let's go out and play some football. Let's go. And, you know, you. play some Fortnite and stuff. Good for it you. It was. They were setting a bit too much. Yeah, I think it was a good time in in that you learnt what was. Uh, you could see what was important, you know, and that was that is yeah. family time and being able to connect and talk in a way that you don't normally. They go out to school, they come back, and they got yeah. homework, and they and you know the husband's busy or the work. And, it, it was a really lovely connecting time I found. Yeah. 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 Have you ever played a video game in your life? <laughs> I have played Pac-Man and Tetris. <laughs> I, I would love to say, you know, I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant at Tomb Raider. I've never, I've never played. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing, frankly. Well, we're- we should say this is this is um, you know a retro gaming podcast, random yeah. access memories, and you you are the first guest that I've had on that hasn't played games, and there is a reason. Uh, you don't need to pull the face; it's, it's it's quite common. There is the reason. There is a reason we got you here, and you just mentioned it. You are the voice, the original voice, original voice, the uh, the OG. I believe uh, my kids would say yes. I would. Um, I. And. And the goat. Uh, <laughs> you're the original voice of Lara Croft in I, Tomb Raider. Um, That's amazing. Rep it in, rep it. pointing. At her you're, boobs. you're wearing the merch. I'm wearing the merch, pointing um, at her boobs. Yes, I, I've got a Lara on my chest. Yes, I'm the original voice of Lara Croft. Wow. And I am 
sounds ridiculous. I'm so bloody honoured to be her. You've got, Go you've, on. got you've got no no clue. I mean, you know, it, back in the day when I got the gig, and I, yeah. you know, it was just a job to me. And I would go, I went in, I did my five hours it took, and came out and didn't give it another thought. It's only all these years later, when I joined Twitter, and I saw what a huge fan base she had and the game had. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe I was hearing all these stories about how people connected with Lara, how they got through being bullied at school, or they were able to come out uh, because Lara gave them strength to do that, or stand up wow. to this, that... Or, or it was the uh, it was a game that they would play as a child with their father who's no longer with us, or their mother who's no longer with us, and how my voice was a part of their childhood, and it just blows me away. It blows me. I'm so grateful. It what an opportunity. It blows me away. That stuff is incredible to hear. People, year, I mean, I think it's the 27th anniversary. Yes, which is odd because I'm 24. Yeah, I know exactly. I'm I'm 26, so yes. there's something wrong with the maths something's there. Something's not working out. How amazing for a job you did over a quarter of a century ago <clears throat> for for it to still be impacting on people, for them to come forward and share those magic memories that yes. you were a significant part of. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 something I I I don't take lightly. I um. There's, you know, I hear I hear stories from all over the globe, from everywhere. You know, um, you know, Brazil and and so many places about how they connect with with Lara or what she meant to them. And I am, it's something that I I will take with me always. It's it's an incredible thing to be part of. Now I'm going to ask you a question. And having done voiceover work and and TV stuff, the the, the answer people say. So how did you uh, how did you get the eleven o'clock show? Yeah, I auditioned for it and got the job. Oh, did you? That's, I just, I just, sorry to go off track. I presumed it was written for you. It was written around um, you because you were so it, bloody it, once good. I, oh, come now, come now. Once I got it, it was, it, 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 it was there in some form of shape. And then when they, they got me as a presenter, they kind of shifted it a bit yeah. to, to, to fit me. But, but that's how most people get these jobs. You audition for it and they go, yeah, yeah you got it. Or no, you haven't got it. I'm assuming that was the case with with Tomb Raider. Yes. Yeah, so, bit of a story with that. Um, they searched for the voice for Lara Croft for six months, is what right. I was told by IDOS. And I was very new to the game. I, I hadn't been signed long when I was asked if I wanted to uh, audition. And in those days, it was, you know, you'd receive a script in the post or faxed to you, and then wow. you would press play and record on your, on your little cassette player and do the voice and then send it in the post to them. So I did On that. On an actual cassette? Actual cassette. It's got to be somewhere. Blimey. And, um, and I, I didn't think anything else of it. It was just an audition. Um, three or four days later, I heard that they wanted to have a, a conference call with me and some people in Derby and some people in London at Core and IDOS um, to do some more lines over the phone with them. And... And at the end of the, the conversation, I was told I got the job. And it wasn't till, wow. till you know, later that I found that they'd been looking for so long and hadn't found her. So, again, that was another, like, a coup for me. Wow, I was so new to the game. And then they heard me and said, that's yeah. the one. After hearing all these established voices, I was, you know, amazing. 
Five, and you say it took you five hours. I mean, video games now, it's like three months people go in and Correct. do the script for because there's yeah. so much. Yeah. Did you? How did it work? Did you see the character? Did you see any of the game or did no. you just go in cold? I just saw pictures. I saw rough sketches right. and uh, very, very basic. But also now when, when they do a game, it's all with mocap and they have all the little you know bits stuck to their face and they have to yeah. do all the acting. Then it was just literally the voice. So, yeah. you know, you can get all that in a few hours. Um, but now there's so much involved. And the script is much heavier now. Back in the day, yeah, it yeah. was, you know, welcome to my home. Or I think I'd better get out of these wet clothes now. And that was it. <laughs> you know, and then goodbye, cup of tea and go. Um, oh, my God. You know. I'm completely fanboying now. Because I'll tell you my um, kind of Tomb Raider story. I remember... Um, I went to this, it was this big sort of gaming event, some big expo somewhere, or maybe at Earl's Court, something like that. And they had this big Sony display. Right. And Tomb Raider was on it. Right. And there was a big queue. And I thought, oh, this, there's a big queue here. This looks like it might be something interesting. And you went up and played it. And there had never been anything like it. I think it was like the first level or the, the, the first 10 minutes of the game was playable as a demo. I remember running through a cave and, and I thought, wow, we're running through a cave. And it's talking. Oh, my God, there are wolves coming for me. Yeah, yeah. Never seen anything like yeah. it. And I remember thinking, my God, this is it. This is the peak. Did we you, you realise this was something? this, this was something this was something big this was this was a game changer and she became she became still is part of the culture mm. you know she was on the front of magazines mm. um you, you know the fact that we're talking about the game 27 years later and there's been reboots and there's been god knows how many movies there's been of the whole thing i'm guessing when you're in the booth for the 5 hours no doing all of that i just did my lara croft impression that's <laughs> very good nice. no thank you um <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when you do that, for me, it's like I'm interviewing Paul McCartney or something. And I come oh, over all... Paul, Paul McCartney. Pe- yeah, I come over all peculiar because this, honestly, was such That's a so big cute. part of my life. But that's I lovely. guess you're in the sound booth doing the, the, the five hours. You come out and go, right, well, that's another job yeah. done. What's next? Yeah, and I, I didn't give it another thought. At the, at, it was, wasn't until, I think it was a year later, when I saw her on the front cover of a magazine that I thought, hold yeah. on a minute, I'm sure I... Didn't I voice her? Um, she looks familiar. And yeah. And again, it, until I joined Twitter five, six, seven years ago, didn't have a clue. I saw the movies come out. I knew they'd done yeah. games two, three and four, whatever. I didn't have a clue how big she was, really, because I'm just not in that world. Yeah. You know. So you, you, you did the first game, the original game, the best game by quite some way. It has to be said. They, they well, you have to say that because I'm here. After that. <laughs> I, well, the... No, but they they did. So did they? They got another actress in to do that. I'm assuming, or did they have enough yes. of you that they could reuse it? No. That, well, they they did ask me, but at the time it was a year later. You see, and by that time I was quite established. So I yeah. um so I was signed. I was signed to Disney and Discovery. And what's that on your lap? This is my little. This is one of my cats. This oh, hello. Oh, hi, darling. Oh, gosh, gorgeous. Um. And we couldn't make the dates work and they had a very specific time frame yeah. to do it. And I, I just couldn't do it. So they said, we'll have to, we need to get another voice, but can we use your voice, your um, sound bites on two and three? So I said, yeah, absolutely. So they got Judith Gibbons to do it right. and all my sound bites are on two and three. How amazing. Yeah. 
So when you went on, so th- this was a job, you did it, it's gone, and you're, you're off doing, you know, your peep shows and all of your bits and pieces that you've gone on and, and <laughs> yes. done. You winced when I said peep show. Why is that? Have you seen it? Do you know I've never seen peep show? Oh, well, you you know, if you saw it, you'd know why I winced. It's brilliant. Listen, it's blooming brilliant, but it was rather risque. Oh, really? Yeah. Do, do you want to tell me more? Well, you know, there's threesomes, there's, uh, I might have had to wear a dildo and, uh, (laughs) and it was great fun. It was great fun. Can I just say, if my kids are listening, that word she just (laughs) said there, what it is, it's like a, it's, we'd call it a top hat. It's a type of hat. No, no, you know, the dodo, the extinct bird, the dodo, that's what I was talking about. That's what it is. Oh my God. So it was... It was filthy, was it? It was fil- filthy fun. Terrific fun. But you know what the, 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 the really freaky thing was? Not too Go long on. ago. And I, I recorded that. Oh, gosh. I was... Um, how old was I? It was, I was... It was 2005 I filmed that. Right. And about four years ago, I was in Tesco, minding my own business, a little self, self beep, beep till, and Uh-oh. putting all my stuff in the bag. And this security guy sidled up to me. And I thought he was just checking, you know, what I'm what I'm putting in my bag, making sure I'm going to pay. And he came up to me and said, "All my lines from the Peep Show, all the filthy oh, no. ones, yeah, all the all the, yeah." And I went into such a panic, sweat sweat pouring out, went into such a panic. Oh, thank you very much! And paid and walked out without my shopping. And it wasn't until I was on the train on the way home that I went, <laughs> "Oh my God, I forgot my shopping." Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's um. I kind of gave up. Well, broadcasting me kind of fell out a few years ago, and the, when I lost, I lost a job in twenty twenty, and yes. wasn't wasn't really offered anything again. It's a weird thing. Everyone goes, "Oh, you'll be all right." Yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't offered yeah. anything, and luckily, it precipitated a career change, and now I'm working yeah. as, a, as a therapist and a yes, counselor. counselor. So it's all worked out for the best. Yes. But I look back and think I had twenty five years. That's that's a really that's good incredible. Right, that's a really good yeah. run of work in show business. Yeah, and you're still, you're, oh god, what a root makes it sound like you're still going, and you are still continually working. That is, that really um, is something in this business. Yeah, I mean, you know, it goes, it goes, you know, it has its twists and turns. You know, sometimes uh, they, they, you know, I specific, I, I do only voiceovers now. That's what I love to do. That's right. where my passion is. Um, but you know, it, it goes yeah. up and down a roller coaster. Sometimes they want, you know. The trend is for northern accents or very, very street, but naturally street, not, you know, me going, all right, governor. They want, you know, yeah. and and then you won't get work for, for, for a good few weeks or a good few months because of that trend. But it does seem to always come back. Um, and yeah. I have my regulars, which I'm really, really grateful for, that uh, they know that I'm going to do the job. I'm going to do it how they want it. I'm going to get it in on time and I'm going to, you know, show up and do it right. So... Um, that helps a lot, not just having a good voice, but being someone people want to work with, you know? Yeah, and it's one of those jobs. I was so lucky for, for nearly all of the 25 years I was in work with very few breaks. Um, it is one mm. of those jobs. You can have a quiet two, three months, and one phone call can change everything and set you up yeah, for the next absolutely. six months. Yeah, I, I, I had clearly... a, 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 an ex-boyfriend of mine. Oh, Sorry. No, go on. I'm just my cat. My cat an ex-boyfriend is, of what are you doing, Patty? What is going on? I always worry. That, can can, um, can I just can I just in. double check? Can I just double yes. check that I am recording? Because yep. I've gone into a panic. 
Oh my god, okay, yeah. Yeah, two sex, two sex, hold on. You are listening to two professional broadcasters who don't have a clue what they're doing. Hurrah! She's recording! She's recording. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Um I'm back. You're recording but I've lost you. Oh there you go, you're back. You ever have you ever done anything I'm where uh, where you've not recorded, you've not pressed record or You've completely no. buzzed it up. So this, no, this could have been the first time, but I, but uh, thank, thankfully, thankfully, um, I was just saying that I had a friend of mine who didn't work. I mean, for such a long time. I'm talking maybe a year, maybe more. And then one day he got a voiceover for KPMG, yeah. an accountancy firm, and it was a worldwide commercial. Wow! And he, he, I mean, he made about ten years worth in that one job. So. Yeah, it can all turn around. Well, may I tell you, my best ever my my best ever voiceover job was was probably about ninety nine two thousand. It was for the RAC A to B. We oh, RAC yes. to it, and it was <laughs> it was in the day. You don't you don't get these deals anymore. Got paid a flat fee, beautiful, and every yeah. time they used yeah. it. £250 would find its way into my bank. And I remember I was watching Coronation Street and the advert came up in Coronation Street and I turned to my partner and said, I think we're going to be all right. And, oh, my, it was the (laughs) magic money tree. And you don't get those deals anymore. Now it's you get get two grand and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They used to be big, big guns, didn't they? They used to be, whoof. I remember that. Yeah. I I wasn't in it then. I wasn't in, in the game then, but. Uh, I, I was in the game then, but I was 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 spending money on stuff I shouldn't have been spending money on. So I have nothing to show for it, but just some good memories. Right. Well, I don't even remember those. <laughs> so, were you never? Have you never been tempted at any point? Have you got a copy of Tomb Raider? I have somewhere. Yes, I have somewhere in the loft. Yes. And you've never. My cat really is running around. Oh, what does matter? I, I can't hear her. That's why I'm slightly. I love your fire, by the way. Patty, what on earth are you doing? So unprofessional. I love so your fire. So you've never been tempted to to crack it open and have a go? No, I wouldn't know what to play it on. What do you play it on? The, well, you, yeah, you'd play that on an old PlayStation. A, yeah, I haven't got one of those. No. Isn't it something you can just... Can't you just put it into a computer? No. Oh, my gosh, no. No, you see... I, I'd l- I'd l- I'd love to see you try that. <laughs> Maybe um, we could do a little video. Of what about trying. your your kids? What what do they think about it? Well, the, my son is obsessed with Tomb oh, Raider. I've, I've lost. Um, there we go. I've lost you for a second. You're back. Mine. I'm back. My son Aaron, he is obsessed with Tomb Raider, um, and we don't have a PlayStation or anything. But I bought him a little Retroid. 
Is that what you call it? A little retroid. And we've got the game okay, on there. Yep, so yep, I see yep. him sitting and playing. Yeah. And that's fun for him. You know, the first time he was quite young when he played it. And the first time I was sitting next to him and I, whatever I said, welcome to my home on the game. And he went, mummy, as he played it. And it was just so cute. That's magic. That's magic. How, how yeah. they, that's they, the, they, the one they, thing I haven't done. The only... Um, go on, sorry. There's a little bit of a lag, but you go on. No, there's a there's a little bit of a delay, but I wasn't saying I stopped. Go on, you go, you go. Uh, it's the one thing I haven't done. I've done everything. I, I um, TV, radio. I was even it. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I was even in a movie with Angelina Jolie. I uh, had a very tiny part in a movie. movie. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? it? It was a terrible film called Beyond Borders. It's bloody awful. I pop up in the first five minutes. It's set in something. It. It's set in like 1984 or something. And I'm a stand-up comedian at this big fundraiser. And um, it's, it's bloody awful. And I'm bloody awful in it. I'm, but I've done that. The only thing I haven't done, the last wow. thing on the list that I would love is to be in a video game. Get my yeah, voice bet. in a video game. That's the final that's the final dream. And again it's part of the because cherry on the cake. It it really would be. And it's because the mm. kid my kids would love it so much if they could play mm. a game and go, Yeah, that's my it's my dad. It's my yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the uh, Angelina Jolie thing. Did you have to yes. audition for that? You did. Yeah, I tell you what it was. It was directed by this guy called Martin Campbell, who directed Goldeneye. And he'd seen me on a TV show. Yeah, he'd seen me on a TV show on BBC Choice, which is now BBC Three. It Mm. was called Liquid News. And it was like a sort of, um, it was like a sarcastic look at the news and showbiz and stuff. And he'd seen me on that, that. which was great because I didn't. I didn't really host it. I was just like the the stand-in from time to time. And he called, I remember he called me in and um, I don't think I auditioned. He just said, right, we we need a stand-up comedian in the background. It's 1985 and can you write something topical? And I went, yeah. And me and my mate Paul Garner wrote a bit about um, Margaret Thatcher and about Live Aid, I think. Right. And it was... It was it was one of the best gigs of my life. I got paid ten grand. Wow. I was flown first class wow. to Canada. I was wow. put up in an amazing hotel, wow. and I was making a movie. It That's was amazing. oh my god! It was it was a gas. It was. Did wonderful. you meet her? Did you meet her? Well, regular listeners to any of the work I've done and my partner will go. Oh, he's going to tell the story. Yes, Sounds I did meet her. I got to chat to her quite a lot, her and Clive Owen, and we chatted quite a lot. And I remember I was talking to an extra and we were having a very lovely conversation. And I could see Angelina Jolie at the side of my eye <gasps> waiting, just waiting oh to talk to me. Gosh. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I wish this extra would shut up. she waited and i turned around she went ian i just want to say i'm really enjoying what you're doing here i think you're really funny and she gave me a kiss on the cheek wow i know it was uh and and there's me and i would have been 28 years old going oh my god this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me ever what a gig yeah it was uh 
yeah, it was, and and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty special. But but the interesting connection. What did you think when you yes. saw her in? Did you see her in the movies playing? I did. Lara, I have Lara. to tell you, I think she is. She is Lara Croft. She yeah. is. Gosh, she's perfect. She really is. She's exactly what I, who I would. Co- I mean, she's magnificent. Perfect. She's my. She's, did she you would never? Was, was there never a part of you that thought, "Oh, should have should have been me." Me with me short, stocky legs and five foot two. Don't think so. <laughs> Don't think that would have gone down too well. Also, I always see that kind of look flash across a fella's face when they say, anything you would have done that I'd know. And I go, oh, um, I don't know. Do you know any computer games? They go, yeah, of course. And I go, Tomb Raider? They go, yeah. And I go, original Lara Croft? And they go, oh, that's amazing. But I see this look going, <laughs> that's you <laughs> that's what you look like <laughs> that's what she looks like yeah but you know what Is you there, gonna do because there's I'm, a, I'm a becoming aware of these these comic cons and these events and stuff is there is there a, have you ever done any of those like a you I, have well, i what, have what are they like i think i've done about six now they are fantastic for different reasons um First of all, I get to take my best mate yeah. Lottie with me. You stay wherever it is. You travel the night before. You they put you up in a five star hotel, uh, and I get Beautiful. to take my mate. And she comes with me, keeps me company, and chats to the people as well. Um, but she also takes the money. So for somebody going to do a comic con, it is uh, fantastic for making extra money. Because yeah. people pay to see you. They pay for your autograph. They pay for your uh, a photo with you. But it's also, A, so much fun with her, but B, so fantastic to actually meet the people that play the yeah. game. And yeah. this is where I hear all the stories. I get a few stories on Twitter, but this is where I make the connection. Because, oh my gosh, I've got, I've got people that love the games from all ages. One girl, Emily, started coming to see me when she was five. She's now going to be 12. Um, um, I, I, I've got you know older gentlemen I've got people that come with their parents and some of them stand there shaking I can't believe I'm meeting you and I'm like where's Michael Jackson because it's it's only me and they are it's just lovely to hear their stories lovely to touch base with them and meet them and and it's great great fun really great fun it it, it is and I'm not you know because I really wanted you to come on this show. I don't know you very well, but we, no. we chat from time to time. Yeah. And I really wanted you to come on. But I thought, I don't, I don't want to ask her because maybe she's bored about talking about that. And it was a long time ago. But when you you got in touch and said, I don't know I if did. you'd be interested. I did. Oh, my God, Shelley. I was so excited. I was so <laughs> excited. I was proper fanboying. And, and when, when you just did the voice then, it's like, it was such a significant part in my life that oh. that that the, that time that it came out. It was a real time of transformation for me of discovering yes. who I was, what I wanted to be, and just I could just sniff that success, whatever that means, was 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 kind of ahead of me. And it's a flipping excellent game, you know, as well. Which I poured. We would pour hours and hours yes. into it, in, me yeah. and my friends. Yeah. I'm such a big fan of that game and of that character and of what wow. you brought to it. So completely fanboying out, you know, wow. when you said, yeah, I'd love to come on and, and talk into you now. Well, do you know, the reason I said that was because you put, I, I think you put out a tweet, if anybody wants to come on and, and talk about vintage games, retro games. And I, 
Oh, I am such yeah. a support. I am. Uh, I, you know, I adore you. And I, 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 you know, whenever I've watched you on TV, back in the, you know, eleven o'clock show and and LBC, I, I, I you know, and I just thought, I don't know uh, if I can, if I can, you know, be on it and do a show with you. I'd love that. I'd love that opportunity. When is that going to come up again? That I'd get to sit and chat to you like this, you know. So I thought I'd just ask. And I was shaking. I was nervous that you'd go. Yeah, no, it's not for me. Not that sort of vintage, no. So. <laughs> well, it's it's a big thing to put out. I, th- I think the tweet was: Are there any of my famous friends that want to uh, that want to come on? Oh, because yeah, I, and I I'm get, not. So I, that was. I, I get so nervous asking people t- for favors and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Of course, of course, of course. But your 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 famous friends should be only too happy to do it. Surely your yeah. famous friends will be only too happy to support you. I'm not famous, but I knew it was re- retro that, uh, you know, the retro game thing was, uh, uh, you know, something I could talk about. I said you were an author. You've written books. Are they children's books? They're children's books. Let's not be thinking it's uh, War and Peace. It's uh, The Multicoloured Bird and The Scary Spider. Um, and it's I, I wrote them when I was uh, pregnant with my children. And... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's published by Five Dads. There's a lovely website called Five Dads, which um, they have cer- certain stories on the website, and mainly yeah. people, uh, um, soldiers, people that are away from home fighting, uh, they will read the story, record the story over the website, and then send it to the child who's at home, wherever they live, and then the oh, child wow. can hear the story as a bedtime story before he goes to bed, and. Uh, they asked if I would like to put my two books on there, and I and I did, and um, yeah, and that was that was lovely for me. Uh, and I've I've had you know I've had them made into proper books, and I give them to all my friends, and their children. That's incredible. And don't you know? You say it's not war and peace. As someone who has read a lot of stories to my kids, there's some bloody awful <laughs> yeah. ones out there. So you know, it, terrible. It, it, it is difficult to write a really good kids book. Yeah. I don't know if it's a really kids book, good kids book, but it's all in rhyme. I love to do everything in rhyme. So it's all in rhyme. And uh, my kids loved it. My kids loved them. So, you know. I'm just I'm just now remembering some books, uh, the kids books that really annoy me. There was there was one. Um, was it, was it the, the, the best dressed giant in town? Uh, I don't, this may not ring one. any bells here. No. Oh God, it was. It was. I'm sure it was great. But when you've read it five million oh, yeah. times, yeah. and yeah. it was about this this giant, and he was naked, and then he found he found some clothes <laughs> at last. Thank right. God. Hurrah! Hurrah! <laughs> Hurrah! <laughs> but but then I missed that. Now my kids are smelly, farty. Yes. Mine teenagers. Too. Yes. I miss that. Yeah. Do I miss that? I don't miss that. I, they're, they're still at a stage when they're cuddly. They're very snuggly and cuddly. So I still get that. But I can't be bothered now with yeah. reading a bedtime story. I'm done. We went and saw, we're big fan, I don't know if you're aware of Danny Robbins, who does this TV series and this podcast called Uncanny. It's brilliant. It's ghost, basically real ghost stories. Right. He goes and investigates. Wow. Um, right. We went and saw him. We like a good scare. And we went and saw him a couple of weeks ago. And my soon-to-be 12-year-old um, was staying here. And he, he leant over and said, Daddy... Can I sleep in your bed tonight? Oh, and there was a part I of me that went, yes, yes. And I said, of course yeah, you can, because he was too scared oh, to go up to his room. That is adorable. I also like it when they're not very well and they have to be at home because they really need me and they're really snuggly then. And oh, I, I, I do like that. Yeah. 
And there's um, what I'm going to take away from this. You like it when your children are poorly. That's, uh, <laughs> Somebody report this lady. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? You still, you, you, I get, and maybe it's the same with your kids. They're, they're, my kids are the, they're big, tough guys. Yeah. But I still get glimpses of the little baby. They're still, still babies. Still get the little, ba- even from the eldest one. Yes, they're still babies. Uh, uh, they, they are. They're still, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my, I don't know if your your son, the fourteen year old, is he is he uh, is his voice broken yet? Is he developed? Is he? Oh my he... god! It was incredible. He, I, I I phoned him up once and he started talking like that. And I said, "Have you got a cold?" No, I don't think so. Oh my oh. gosh! It's happened. He's it's got funny, big, isn't he's, it? He's come. He comes up to my eyes. He's got yeah. bigger feet than me. He's size Wowzers. twelve and I'm a size ten. And how tall are you? I'm six You're four. A... So he's he's got to be six. Six one probably taller right. than his mum already. Right. Wow. I'm, I'm, I think you said you were. Did you say five three? Five three, yeah. Five two, five so, three, yeah. <laughs> hanging on to that extra, yeah, with that extra, <laughs> yeah. Are, are they towering over you? No, yet? not yet, not yet. Okay, but my son is my son is approaching, but he's still he has his voice hasn't broken. So you know, my son they do voiceovers as well, and my son right. is oh, the voice wow. of. Thomas the Tank Engine for Channel 5 and he's got the sweetest little voice and we're still holding on to that voice he's still able to yeah it hasn't broken yet but it, oh, it will oh my god you must be you must be so proud I'm so proud and and funnily enough um when they got into voiceovers uh I didn't think he'd do do many at all because he was a very big mumbler um but doing voiceovers has really helped him with his speech Oh. Uh, and he's he's phenomenal. He does loads audio books and and uh, and commercials and he's he's really yeah. But he's still got ah. that little tiny baby voice. Yeah, Very isn't cute. that magic? Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Of course, the, the second his voice breaks, kick yeah. him out. He kick him out at the chimneys. Job. At the chimneys. <laughs> <laughs> Shelley, is there anything you're working on at the moment, or anything you want to plug? That pe- people n- should know about. No, there's nothing I want to plug. But uh, no, I'm just doing all my regulars. You know, for Food Network and TLC, and uh, there's nothing. There's nothing I need to plug. Just um, okay. You know, um, it's so lovely. It's so lovely to see you. Thank you so so you much too. for your time. And you look terrific. Little... You look you look so Christmassy with your with your with your Santa hair and your fire in the background. The, the fire I'm going it. in the background. Yeah. Um, I, do you, would you indulge me? While I just got to read out a few Patreon names of the people that Love have, it. I've got to put my glasses on that have been yes. supporting the show. So let me just say thank you to the patrons for making this possible. Martin Warren, Craig Hannon, Sam Hughes, Harsh Singh, and the executive producer. Matt Stanley Evans. So oh, thank you. Well done, to, everybody. Well done, everybody. Rosettes all around. Rosettes Jenny, it the is board. so, so lovely to talk to you at last. We have Honestly, to do a coffee or a lunch or something at some point. It has been my pleasure, and I would love to. Thank you so much for downloading Ian Lee's Random Access Memories, a retro gaming podcast. Do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. And also go to my YouTube channel and look for the Random Access Memories there. Again, it's youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Thanks for downloading. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.